You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shaverni Masechta can yield a lot of benefits for you. However, in the Yeshiva world, which I am, which I am a product of, um, this Masechta is known as Shas Katan. That's what they call it. Shas Katan. Ksuvas. They call it Shas Katan. Um, another, uh, they, they use another term for it. They also call it the Shlissel to Shas. Shlissel, as you know, is a key. So this Masechta, they'll say, what Masechta can I do that'll give me the broad base of Shas? Now, again, I, I, I can't tell you that I agree with it, having gone through Shas, but I know why people love Masechta Ksuvas. I know why. It's, 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 it, 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 people will tell you, I did Makas, I did Kedushin, I did Brachas. Everybody's got their favorite. Some sofers said Beitza was his Olam Haba Masechta. Uh, we have four or five editions of what he wrote on it. And some sofer meant that, that you fall in love with a certain Masechta, and that's the one when you, it's sort of like in your dreams, you can say over and you know uh, backwards and forwards. So, you know, everybody, and, and it's not wrong to have quote unquote a favorite. For many people, Ksuvis is their favorite Masechta because of that. Um, this part of Ksuvis uh, uh, is, is, is in the second parak, and it's, it's, it's a tough little piece of sugya, and, uh, but I'm happy to be doing something that is considered classic. Okay, so here we go. Uh, get ready. Let's start with the Mishnah, and we'll see if we need to look at the Mishnayas, and, and we're going to ask some questions here. Let's take a look. Ha'edim sha'amru, ksav yodeinu huzeh, avo anusim hayinu. Okay. <laughs> right away, you look at that first sentence. Ha'edim sha'amru, ksav yodeinu huzeh, avo anusim hayinu. Okay. Now, we know right away we're talking about witnesses. That's Adam, you know that. Sha'amru, of course, they said, where do witnesses speak? In Bezdin. Okay. So we already know we're talking about witnesses speaking in Bezdin. What is it that they said? So we'll put quotation marks here. Ksav yadenu huzeh. All right, you know what that is, of course. Ksav yadenu. They're writing. Aval anusim hayinu. That's we, right? Anusim. Anusim, of course, means the word onus, accident, something you don't control. We weren't in control. We signed it, but we were not in control of ourselves when we signed it. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily that they were in some sort of daze or stupor or they had some sort of medical condition where they were like signing things or writing things, it means that they were under force to sign it. Okay. I hope that makes things interesting to you. Here's this case, right? Imagine a movie that starts and you're not sure what's going on. All of a sudden, there's a courtroom and the witnesses are saying, yes, your honor. Yes, judge, that is our writing but we were forced to write it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. 
Hope it piques your interest because something's going on here. Now, I, I gave a blurb today. I call it the small claims court. It could be a million-dollar claim, but there's a claim and there's writing. Okay, let's stop for a second. What do you think the witnesses are talking about? Before we get into uh, the Rashi, the Gemara, let's get, uh, we have a nice group here. I'll open it up here. What's, what, what, do you want to take a guess here? Henach. With yeah, my, my guess is when it says Anusim Hayinu, it doesn't necessarily mean force. Maybe it means they don't they didn't have the proper kavana when they wrote when they were uh, writing as as uh, as witnesses. Okay, maybe you're right, Anna. I'm not going to disagree. What do you think they wrote? What are witnesses writing? Well, they they were writing. It must have been a well. It must have been a a star and, and, and related to uh, uh, the, to a kasuva because the the Mesechta is talking about kasuvas. It's, okay. It could be a star, a star chova, some kind of document uh, that someone owes something money, and then they were the witnesses, but they're saying that, yeah, it's our, our signature, but really, we were forced, so it may not be valid. Okay, so good. Both Henoch and Shiva have given us some information. Let's talk about what the information was. Both of us given information that witnesses signed a, a document. Henoch is speculating that the document is a ksuva. Maybe you're right. A ksuva is a shtarchov. You know, people make the ksuva into this beautiful thing. I want my ksuva calligraphied. I want to have birds and I want to have feathers and, and, and wine. And, and, and Like a fancy IOU. Yeah, that's what it is. It says, hey, you owe me money, right? I'm going to pay this woman money if I divorce her. That's what it says. I'm going to pay. She has money for me. She gets this money if I die and she get it from my, my descendants. And, okay, it does happen to also say, I will honor her and take care of her. But the main part of it is not that. Although we in the Besden sometimes have hit people over the head for not fulfilling the non the, the part of the Ksuba that isn't money, uh, that isn't, doesn't have number value to it. But the number value in the Ksuba is the amount of money that the woman wants. The woman says, I've got a Ksuba and I want my money. And she's either claiming against her, 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 her husband or her, her stepchildren or her children because that's what the ksuva is. The ksuva is an incredible way to guarantee that a woman is not left out on the street after a divorce or becoming a widow. That's what the ksuva is. So Henoch might be right. He's left us for a minute. But Henoch might be right. That might be what was being signed. But Sheila says maybe it could be any type of document where one person has a claim against another. Now, which means what does the witnesses have to do with that document is the witnesses sign the document. Witnesses don't write the document. They sign the document that they saw what occurred. For example, let's say, um, let's say uh, uh, Ruth decided to lend Sheila $100. Ruth said, I'm, I'm willing to lend you the $100, but I want to have a document that, I, that shows that the money passed hands between me and you, and this way I can collect from you. Halachically, let me tell you something. You're not supposed to just give people money without a document. 
it's 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 the Shulchan Aruch says if you lend people money without a document, you are in a way over with Naiver because they're going to say no, I don't have to pay. You don't want to. It doesn't mean you don't trust the person, but unless everybody wears the mask, nobody wears the mask. Unless everybody goes through this, you're not going to have documents, and it's going to be the wild west, right? What if your intention is to give them the money rather than they? Okay, that's they... something else. That's a way that you really want to give the guy that's stuck. I mean, you, you don't have to collect on the document, Sheila. You can always keep it and never collect on it. The point, though, is it's part of Jewish life, halachic life, to lend money with documentation. And the document is a powerful thing that's given to the, uh, to the creditor, to the person who lent the money, the guy who lent the money. The borrower uh, has to pay for that document generally to be done, okay? Now the person who, owe, who, who keeps the document is the creditor. The, we call him the balchov. He's the one who owns the, the, the debt. He uses that to collect against that person, and he should always have it. Uh, Excuse me, Robert, does this go for uh, small currency as well? Like your friend says, uh, can you lend me five, uh, or I'm going to, uh, I'll, you, I need five bucks, and uh, do you need a document for five bucks or ten bucks? Halachically, halachically you are supposed to uh, always lend the money with a documentation. Otherwise, what you are doing is you are um, um, giving incentive to not pay. Right. That's that's the halachic stance on this. I don't want to get involved in a whole philosophical discussion about it. Okay. But, okay. No, no, I don't mind no talking about it, but you can understand where Chazal are coming from. In the world of Chazal, yes. a star doesn't mean I hate you. A star is normal procedure. However, however, we're gonna there's layers here. What is a star? So again, in the case before, Sheila needs a hundred bucks. Ruth is ready to give her the hundred bucks. Ruth says, but let's have a documentation, okay? Uh, Since Sheila is the beneficiary, Sheila needs to bear the cost of whatever the document, uh, the charge of the document. The document, if if, let's say Bachi is going to, she's still here, Bachi? So let's say Bachi is going to be the one who writes the document. Bachi's the one who's going to the software of the document. Bachi charges for her time a certain amount. Sheila's going to have to bear that amount because she's the one that wants the, 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 the loan. The loan is not supposed to happen unless there's a document. There's no reason Ruth needs to pay for that document. Sheila's going to pay for that document. Okay. The, the words that are on the document are an, a, an agreement that Sheila and Ruth hammer out together. The amount of money, the terms of repayment. That is something, obviously, Ruth runs the show because she's got the money. And Sheila will agree to what she can. They, obviously, Sheila needs to read the document and agree with it um, because she's the one who basically writes on it, I borrowed money from Ruth on this day and I will pay it by this time. Bachi writes it. What do the witnesses do? Everybody, you know what they do. They 
They witness that it's true. They witness it. Now, what else do they do? They sign it. They sign the document. Why do they sign the document? Because who holds the star now? Ruth. Ruth, you're going to meet Sheila a month from now. You've never met her yet, but one day you will. You're going to meet her a month from now and say, okay, um, now maybe Sheila will pay within the month. But a month will, a month will lapse. Sh- uh, Ruth will now m- meet Sheila at the, at the marketplace and say, okay, uh, I've got this document here. Uh, are, you, are you ready to pay? Now, um, Sheila, you're not, I don't expect you to do this. But Sheila might say, what? I don't remember borrowing money from you. And Ruth says, what are you talking about? You went through this whole thing. And, and Sheila will say, you're a nice person, but I, I don't remember getting any money from you. So now, what will Ruth do? Ruth will now say, look, I, I tried to reason with you. You come up with a story that you're denying that, that I that, that I've lent you the money. I have to take you to court. Okay. Sheila will, Ruth will now take Sheila to court and, in, and, and present to the to the to the Diana and the document. Now, if there were no if there's no signatures, the document doesn't mean much. The signet now, there might be witnesses that could have said they saw it, but who says they're ready to come to court? Maybe those maybe they're under quarantine in Corona. Maybe they've gone to Eretz Yisrael. Who knows? But their signature represents them. And that means that they are ready. That's as if, in the sense we're going to see in the Gemara, that's like they're here. Their signature, and again, their signature represents them. And therefore, they are ready. So now, Ruth's case is shown. The witnesses, the the judges say, Sheila, what's going on here? We have witnesses that the, the, the loan occurred. You owe the money. Now Sheila can claim something else, maybe. But that is the why the reason why we have uh, the witnesses uh, sign a document. Okay. Everybody clear with this so far? Good. I hope I'm not yeah. going too slow. All right? I'm just trying to explain. No, I'm just trying to slippery character, apparently. <laughs> what? You're, you are a sneaky character, Sheila. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, okay. So now, now that that's the classic case. So why are the witnesses talking? Why would the witnesses be coming and, and, this, and, and saying this is their signature? But... To confirm, to confirm the signature, to know it's theirs. You know, it's a guarantee of a signature. Signature okay. guarantee. Sheila, wh- so in other words, when Ruth comes... We don't know. <laughs> okay, good. So in other words, Ruth comes to the Besden, uh, you know, uh, they meet in a Besden in between Chicago and Elizabeth. Let's say in um, um, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay? About halfway. So somewhere in Pittsburgh, that's where they decide the case is going to be uh, developed. So the Besden in Pittsburgh, Ruth shows up with the document in the Besden in Pittsburgh. But the Besden looks at it and says, who are Henoch Kraus and Avram Kivilevich, we don't, who are they? Okay, here's their, their, okay, but 
that's who they are. They wrote their names. So she was saying, if they don't know who they are, we need them to come to Besden, right? That's why they have to come. Because Sheila is still denying the claim, right? She was is denying the claim. She was telling the Besden in Pittsburgh, I did not borrow the money. And I and Kivalevich and Kraus, I don't know who they are. They didn't see anything because it didn't happen. All right. So now we have a situation where um, it, may, it might make sense for Kraus and Kivalevich to come to the Besden and look at the star and say, what? They say, that is our signature. We signed that something occurred. Avo anusim hayinu. Meaning, we now, were forced to do it somehow. We were forced to sign it. So, in other words, who are who forced us to sign it? You did, Ruth. <laughs> you forced us to sign it. Anusim hayinu. Meaning, we actually did not. In other words, this is a phony schnar, is what we're saying. Yes, we signed it, but something was forcing us to sign it. We'll find out what that is in the Gemara. But at least now we, we have a sense of the drama, what's going on here. Yeah, but and if it's a force, that means there was no real transaction to begin with. That's right. That's 100%. It's a forgery. That's right. It's a forgery. So now let me, let, let me step back here for a minute and show you a Rashi. And, and let's take a look. Rashi is also knows you have a problem as well. Let's look at Rashi. Ha'edim sha'amru, shachoyu me'idim al chatimatam. Okay, they were testifying. What's a chatima, everybody? A a signature, right? Something that closes the document, like lachtom to finish. A chatima is another way to. Is modern Hebrew? It's also called. Uh, a, a signature is a chatima, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but this is where it comes from because it basically ends the star. That's why it's called a chasima because it seals the deal. All right. Look at these three words. To make it valid. Right, to make it valid. So I need to give you a little bit of background here. Uh, it could be the Rambam and other Meforshim explained it. I know this because this is my, like I said, I grew up in this Masefta. So I, and, and maybe you've heard about it. So here's something really weird that I would just want to add to it before we go on in the Mishnah. Um, she was claiming it's a forgery. Chazal tell us that really, <laughs> let, me, let me explain it better. Ruth has every Ruth has got a document with witnesses that signed it. Uh, do we really suspect that that this is not true? Isn't that a lot of evidence that that the event occurred? So w- why do we have to go even further to protect Sheila? Ruth has got a document, and it's got a name and a date, and it's got witnesses who signed it. Do we really think that 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 Sheila that Ruth is such a devious person? So the end, shouldn't witnesses be enough? Well, let me explain it better. How can business transactions occur between people 
unless you trust the document. If you don't trust the document, then finances, the economy won't happen. People need money all the time. So you're going to call the courts in? That's going to over-legalize everything. And nothing is ever going to get done. Like Henoch says, I need 10 bucks for this. I need $100 for this. In an agrarian society especially, I need money uh, to pay my workers. I'm going to have money when uh, my fields comes out. In other words, when I'm able to harvest my, my, my field, I'll be able to pay you back. It's clear that in that society, there was borrowing and lending that went on all the time. It had to. Otherwise, nothing could ever get done. So money, currency, was always changing hands in order for the economy to work. And in order for it to work, it couldn't just work on trust. But why wasn't documentation enough? Why isn't the star enough? Now, the, the psukim actually say in, 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 in uh, the psukim in Yirmiyahu speak about fields being bought with shtarot. We know that shtar, w- w- uh, the document, w- w- was a crucial aspect of, of Jewish life and of the life of all Mesopotamia, the life of all civilized worlds were working with shtarot. Otherwise, money can never pass through. In some case, in certain cases, as far as the economy, when they sign a document like that, they know the the uh, the adam here. When they went uh, to Basin, they didn't know okay. who the adam were. Okay. Isn't there assumption? Isn't the mish in the Mishnah? There's an assumption that it is a good document that this right. really happened. The questions is on the adam, not the document itself. Uh, if the din are psulim, so then it makes the document uh, like not really valid. Right, right. But, but Ruth, okay, so let me answer whatever, you, let, me, let me make the point. I'm not trying to talk over anybody. I, I want you to think about this. Obviously, society needs documentation. Obviously, we need people to interact with each other and be able to give money, etc. We don't want to call Besden in all the time. Clearly, there's no such thing as a foolproof situation. There's got to be an element of trust. Of course. Otherwise, nothing can work. Now, you, you can forge anything. Here's what you have to realize. What happened was forgeries, there was an increase in forgeries. People were, had started to forge. Besden saw the rabbis saw an increase in the incidence of forgeries sometime during the time of the second base on Mikdash. There, and again, it sort of makes sense when you think about that period, when we talk about you know, the, the, the handling that had to happen. Maybe the fact that they were under control of the Romans and the Greeks, and, and etc., the Persians, maybe there was a lot of stuff that was going on that, you, that things became slippery and trickier. Either way, Chazal saw that there were more people forging documents and getting money from people who really never borrowed the money. Schemes, just like you have uh, scams that happen today. Bezdan then made the following takana. Any document that is that is brought against another person, the person can claim 
listen to what I'm saying, that the document's a forgery and the onus is now on the creditor to prove that it's not. That was called kiyum shtaros. Shtaros have to become mekuyim. Shtaros, kiyum shtaros. It's illogical, but it, it, it was instituted in order to squash this outbreak of forgeries. And, and it wasn't so difficult, as Hanach points out, if, the, if we weren't in Pittsburgh, this is a pretty easy thing to do. If Ruth and Sheila live in the same neighborhood, and Kivalevich and Kraus live in the same neighborhood, Sheila claims forgery, Kraus and Kivalevich come to Besden and say, this is our signature. That's what we're talking about. The special takona of Rashi says, Kiyomashtar. We, which, is, which was, is now, unfortunately, it's now because of this outbreak, if Sheila claims, and the Hebrew word is mizuyaf, which you know in modern Hebrew means a phony. If Sheila claims ashtar mizuyefit, Ruth now has to bring the witnesses to come. Now, let me, give me a minute here. There's another way, once this happened, people like Ruth, who were lending money, said, why should I lend money and have to think that maybe the guy I lent the money to, or the gal I lent the money to, is going to force me into problems? Well, you should do your due diligence before you give money out. But still, you never know who someone is. (laughs) <laughs> until they can't pay you back a loan. So, Chazal came up with another uh, an advice. Let me explain what the advice was. The advice was, here's the advice. Ruth, you, you lent the money. You now have the star with Kivalevich and Kraus together. Walk over to the Besden down the street even though the money's not due yet, have the Besden put a stamp on that. The word for that, and I don't know if this entered into modern Hebrew or not, is called a henpeck. <laughs> I always think about husbands being henpecked. I'm not henpecked, as Bachi could tell you. But <laughs> when, when, when I think about, that's what it's called, it's called a henpeck. It must be some sort of uh, word from... From, from one other language, I don't know. They have that now, you know, it's a guarantee signature in the American law. You know, you can have a... That's right. So what, than a, a notary. Right, so what we do is we know, we, we go over to the Besden right away, we get the henpeck done. The henpeck is Ruth's power that Sheila can't, it's like, it's like Teflon. Sheila's going to claim, it's a phony, henpeck. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to lend the money, that Ruth has to lend the money to Sheila in front of Besden. What it means is we go to Besden, Ruth goes to Besden, Besden puts their stamp on it, Ruth holds onto that star and knows that Sheila won't be able to say it's Mizuyefet. Mm-hmm. Now, another way what could happen is, a, a henpeck could happen in one other way. Kraus and Kivalevich are professional witnesses. We have no Parnassa. 
we're, we're always out there. Everybody knows. Need a witness? Go get them. They're, they're always there. What it means is, I'm just joking in this way, but what I mean is the Bezdin has our signature already. And therefore, Ruth takes the star to Bezdin. Ah, oh, Kivlevich and Krauss, we got their signatures here. We got them. We got them in all these other documents that we have. They have a Rolodex, maybe with our signature. That's possible. Or they have other documents that they've seen. And therefore, they could put the henpeck on there because they recognize our signature from other documents that have henpecks on them. So that's, that is the, the, the background of what's going on here. Okay? Does that so, mean that the, the rabbi, does that mean in the first case that the rabbonim know the agim and that's why they give them the henpeck? That could be. Either, again, they know... Your license and to show your signature or something like that? In other words, they... Basically, what this is, is if the Adam are there, then they put the henpeck on it right away. The Adam say, we just signed this. But I, we don't have... Me and you, Kraus and Kivilevich, don't have to be there if the Besden has... Yeah, I understand that. The Besden has our signature in some other fashion. They can now empower Ruth and say, this is a good star. So now, so now. Not lying. Who's not lying? Know them. And I would say, oh, I give those names and they really didn't uh, sign for me. Like. Right. So, so there's, there's a. They're not there. Okay. Ruth is saying how, uh, how, if I, if me and Henoch don't show up, how does the Besden know? Well, the assumption is that, um, they know how to see if, if that signature looks exactly like the other ones, they're going to assume that, hey, that's, that is a good signature. Um, now, Sheila could still claim, again, Besden is going to be careful before they do that. Besden's going to be I, careful before they put the henpeck on. But you have to realize what a henpeck does. A henpeck gives you, Ruth, the power to collect against Sheila, even in Pittsburgh. Because the Pittsburgh Besden is going to say, look, uh, Elizabeth Besden, we trust them. They put a henpeck on there. This must be they checked it out. And this way, even though you guys met in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Besden will say it's all right. Okay? It all, Rabbi, it also encourages lending because Ruth doesn't have to uh, go and find uh, these witnesses and uh, and bring them. It's a tirka. That's right. So this way, this way, it encourages lending. That's right, and we want lending to happen. So, in other words, this is this is. I know it sounds complicated, but this is an example of how legislation works. Originally, there was trust, there was documentation, there was witnesses who signed it. Maybe there were small cities where you didn't even, where you could always bring the witnesses here. Eventually, this developed. Corruption crept in, but that doesn't mean we threw the system out. We, we developed methods of, of, of making the system work. Yes, we need to understand that, that there were debtors that were being scammed. Therefore, we, uh, we, we strengthened the legislation they could claim Mizuyaf, but there's ways to make sure that that, that that claim we know is not a good claim. 
and that is by Kiyom Ashtar. So either you're Makayim the Shtar earlier or later. Let's assume in this case, the, the, the Kiyom Ashtar happens later. Okay? Sheila has claimed the Shtar is a phony. The Adam are coming. Kraus and Kivilevich come to Bezdin, and they say, that is our signature. In fact, they might have our signature from some other star. And it's exactly, and we did sign it. We'll see in a minute. <laughs> maybe they do, maybe they don't. But our claim now is, this is our signature, but we were forced to sign it. Which means, again, Ruth is the evil one in this case, because she somehow forced us. Now that we understand one line of the Mishnah, <laughs> let's go to the next words in the Mishnah. You ready? Ktanim Kayinu. Psule Eidut Hayinu. Okay. Um, let's try to figure out what that means. Ktanim Hayinu. Psule Eidut Hayinu. Let's do one more word. Hare Eilu Nemanim. Okay. Uh, well, if they were Katanim, the question is, how could they, how could they be Adam in the first place? Okay. So what does Hoyinu mean, everybody? Hoyinu. We, we were Katanim. So imagine that we're not old men in our 90s. Imagine that we are teenagers. Okay? And the star right. from a couple of months ago, and we are young 13-year-olds. Imagine that. We were the ones that Ruth got to sign the star. So we right come before to, the bar That's right. We come to Besden and this is uh, the star is for 7 months, let's say. Who knows, right? It's 7 months later after the star, the date on the star, and uh, Ruth wants to claim against Sheila. Who did Ruth get? Two little kids, Kraus and Kivalevich, who were actually only 12 years old. So we come and say, yeah, we signed it. But we were 12 when we signed it. And therefore, since we were 12, even though we're not denying that money took money passed from one to the other, we, we were 12. And, and therefore, we don't count. We can't be Adam. We can't be Adam on a star. You have to be an adult to be an aide. A 12-year-old can't be an aide. Not on this. Okay? Now let's go to the next one. It's a little bit harder to figure out. What's the next one? Psule Eidu Tayinu. Go ahead, Shiva. What do you think it means? Well, Psule Eidu say that we were Psule Eidus in this. So that means either they were relatives or they're in some way hustle for being the aide in this particular matter. Okay. What does Hayinu mean, though? We were. Are we now? Are we still possible? We were. We were. We no, were. No. No, we, we were, but we not now. At the time, whether we are now, it's really, it really doesn't make a difference, right? <laughs> right. At the time, we were puzzled. At the time, we were puzzled. How, how could we puzzle at the time? Because we were married. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's right. So, in other words, I let's say I was married to, uh, to to someone in their family at that time. I'm no longer married to someone in that family, right? So, 
I was a Karov. And I, and therefore the rap, right. someone that couldn't have, the rap, there's a, there's a, there's a verboten list. There's a list of people that don't, that aren't able to testify. We were on that list at the time, right? Or as Rashi says, right. look at Rashi, Misachim Bikuvia. You know what that is, right? They were gamblers. Yeah, we were professionals gamblers. 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 We were gamblers, and now we've gone to a... Play cards. What does it mean now? We went to Gamblers Anonymous now, right? We're no longer, but at the time, we were addictive. We we were Vegas. We were addicted to Vegas. We were were constantly in Vegas and and playing poker and and, and going to one-eyed, you know, the... Card games, what's it called? Um, dice and everything. Okay. We're no longer that, but we were then, which means which means we shouldn't have been the witnesses, which means the piece of paper doesn't have the power anymore of a piece of paper. It's interesting when we think about it. The first one means it never happened. The other two are, it occurred, but Ruth didn't do her due diligence. Ruth got children or gamblers or people she was related to, which means Sheila is in a somewhat of a stronger position, right? Sheila can say the document doesn't have power. We'll have to see what Sheila's claim is. (laughs) Yeah, but there is always that Mishikara. What? You know, you have, there's always Misha Para. You have to keep okay. your word or else. All right, <laughs> Sheila, you're right. But, but the point is, Ruth cannot... Let, let me explain things a little bit better. A document that works, she could go to the Pittsburgh Besden, and the Pittsburgh Besden, let's say the money's not 100 bucks. Let's say, let's, for example, it's a, it's a, it's a loan of $100,000. Okay, they can now um, Pittsburgh Besden, if the star holds up, and let's say it did, the Pittsburgh Besden can issue an injunction against your property. Now I know you're living over there in on, on, on California now, right? What's the name of the place you're living in? Um, Royalton. The, the Royalton, right? Pittsburgh can now issue a an injunction against your Royalton apartment to pay that. And Ruth could, could claim that apartment if you don't give her the cash. So that's a pretty tough thing what a star can do. Now there's a star has the power to collect from to, to force a lien on property. If the star holds up, you're going to owe if you can't come up with it. Might even be strong enough to get from people, Sheila, that you sold property to. So that's how that's how strong a star is, if it holds up. Now, in the second two cases, you're still going to have to say, well, did you borrow the money, Sheila? I know that the statum weren't kosher, but did the loan occur? So that, that might be, you might still deny the loan happened. Um, Besden's going to have to sort of figure this out. But the star doesn't have any power anymore. Okay? 
Um, let's see the next words of the Mishnah. Hare elu nemonim. So Kraus and Kivalevich are believed, which means what? What does that mean? We're believed that, and therefore, you believe what they're saying, right? Yeah. So therefore, what's the result in the case between you and, and Sheila now? It means, what? It, means, it means I don't have to pay yet <laughs> because they're believed. That's right. It means that Sheila is off the hook. That's what it means. Sheila's off the hook. Um, now, let's read on the Mishnah. Hmm. Okay. Is that the same Adim as Henoch and me? No, right? No. That's, that's other right. Adim. Okay. Adim to say your that's your signature, right? Right. So let's assume, you know, whatever names we want to give them. I like when we have a big shear, I can always add everybody into the spiel. We only, five, we only have five people, so we'll invent two people uh, who usually who used to come to this year. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, they're not Aiden. Ruvain and Shimon. What? <laughs> Ruvain and Shimon? Okay. So Ruvain and Shimon come to Besden in Pittsburgh and say, we know that, we know that, we know that. We've seen Kraus and Kivalevich sign. That's their signature. We're also professional Adam. We know we're, we're all part of the Adam Guild. <laughs> we all know each other, right? We go for drinks at Molly's afterwards. Yeah, we all know each other. Yeah, we know their, we've seen their doc, we've seen their writing before. So the Adam come and say, yeah, I could tell uh, Krauss is John Hancock anywhere. That's it. I've seen it. So, oh, shoyik sav yodem yotze mi acher. What, I've, I've given you a hint about what this means already. Um, yeah, right. We'll do the Rashi quickly. We have a copy of your license. Katumim bishtar acher shehuchsak bebedin vikatavo henpek. All right? Meaning, there's... Besden in, in Pittsburgh happened to have a, another star that came in front of them, that a henpeck was put on it. Now, um, let's read the Rashi again. The Besden in Pittsburgh is presented, maybe Ruth presents it, maybe a friend of the court presents another star with Kivalevich and Krause's Signature. Chatumim bishtar acher. Shehuchsak bebedin. But this one already had a chazaka in Bezdin. Bikotovbo, see that? Henpek. The henpek was on there. Ubo oto shtar lifanenu imze. So Ruth produces, along with her star against Sheila, another star with a henpeck on it. And the Besden in Pittsburgh looks at it. Doman Ze Shelze Li Shelze. 
Now Besden looks at the Besden Pittsburgh says, aha. Now nobody thinks that she was able to forge a henpeck. I don't know why. I assume it's like the government seal that they have on dollars and stuff like that. There's something about the henpeck. Very official. It's the type of thing that you can't forge. And because of that, um, because of that, when Besden gets it, they oh, this is a real McCoy thing. So now let's think about what the case is now. Um, me and Henoch come to Pittsburgh and say, we signed it, but we were under duress. We were children. We were addictive gamblers at the time. Okay. But Besden in Pittsburgh happens to have Ruven and Shimon there. Right? They don't need us to be there. Kivalevich and Krauss don't have to be there. The star is there, and Ruth did. Ruth got a good lawyer. Ruth came with Ruvain and Shimon. Ruth came with another. She knew Sheila was slippery, so she came with another document that had Kivalevich and Krauss's name on it with a henpeck. If that occurs, so is the assumption now that most starls are kosher and they just have to be upheld because who's to say that it's not a professional forge? I mean, like he, there's no Engdover Sof on this, right? Now, because Engdover Sof, Besden now says, we don't need Kivalevich and Krauss telling us this cock and bull story that, 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 that Ruth held a gun to them or uh, that they were kids. Hey, forget about them. We've got we've got this star taken care of. Ruth, this is a good star. So even though we're here, right, they say we don't need you guys. Um, and therefore, we're not believed to say that, come on, we're believed, are they supposed to believe that, that this was done when we were kids? There's no birth certificates here. Are, are, that we, we were gamblers, we're no longer gamblers. Um you know, if they forced us, hey, this is a star. It's got everything it needs. We don't believe you. So that's the same star. Right. It's, but you'll, you're going to win. But Ruth, you're going to win because you backed up the sh- you don't need You don't need the witnesses anymore. So they have the impact on the star. Right? Right. right. Rabbi, Rabbi. The original star could have been signed by us when we were kids, but the 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 headpack one could have been signed when they were adults. Right, I agree with you. So, so it's, let, it's, let me explain it better, Hannah. It's a different situation. Right, it's it's not that it's a we are a hundred percent lying, but the point is, the mission is saying we discount what we said. And therefore, Ruth wins. We discount everything we said about Ruth holding a gun, everything about us being children, because Besden doesn't care. Okay. Okay, what if I bring witnesses to say that they were held at gunpoint? Oh, then you proved it. Okay. Then, 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 then we have Even witnesses. Even though there's a henpeck. The henpeck just shows that we signed it. Right, but now witnesses have proved us. The question is: Are you, does the Besden in Pittsburgh believe our story based on what we say? 
right? Remember, our story goes against the, the principle that a star should work. And there's a star that's signed, especially, should work. Okay? Now, th- I, I hope you, okay, we're going to stop here. But I hope you're finding this, this is, I hope you're not finding this boring, because I think this oh, is very interesting. interesting. And no idea how much tube I need to do. Sorry. <laughs> right. But you've, this is the world of small claims courts, but it's, like I said, big issues. Okay. Tell people about it. I think they're going to learn a lot. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.